0: Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Sky Blaze.
1: Uh, good morning, afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sky Blaze, and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Yeah, um, I don't know how it did it, but uh, the voice meter Banana had the the wrong microphone set, so I, I don't know how that happened. But, hopefully I fixed it now. So, um, in addition to technical issues, Greyfall has also come down with a sore throat. Uh, and it feels like the perfect excuse to talk about some games that all have one thing in common, and that is infections. It's a pretty poor excuse, I know, but, you know, work with me here, come on. Uh, Especially since Grateful is actually the one that helps me do the research on some of my, um, some of my scripts. (laughs) People heard the mouse click. Even though this is a quieter mouse, you can still still hear it click. At least it's not as loud as my old one. So, uh, the first game I'm going to be talking about this evening is conveniently called Virus and it was released on the Sega Saturn in Japan in 1997, developed by HudsonSoft and published by Sega. The game is set in the 22nd century and mankind has all but destroyed Earth's environment, leading to humanity leading, heading to the stars, forming various colonies. A large project is started where they're attempting to terraform Mars for human life. While this is going on, we've also developed a large-scale virtu- virtual world called Processing Alive, where people can do practically anything that they can dream of. Sadly, this is a game called Virus, and you'll see why, as a cyber virus has been unleashed into this game, causing people to turn into monsters, attacking anyone around them, and eventually leading to their deaths. Not only this, but as in The Matrix, if you die in the game, you die in real life. You play as Surge, a soldier who has been, until recently, fighting against the cybervirus monsters as part of the Blue Metal Unit. On his last mission, however, he was wounded in battle and given special dispensation from the army to join STAND, a freelance organisation that investigates cybercrimes, both in the real and virtual worlds. During the same fight that injured Surge, he also lost his brother Leon. However, his body is still showing signs of life meaning that he is somewhere within the processing alive virtual world prompting Surge to find a way to return to the virtual world in hopes of finding him and bringing him home which is what led him to join Stand in the first place So I'm gonna uh, play a track from Virus um, so I'm gonna have our first music break Uh, but also because this is a virtual world that people can be killed in, uh, I'm gonna play a track from dot hack because shut up that's why (laughs) so uh, from virus we have the blue oyster bar track and then from dot hack we have the ending title theme which is key of the twilight And that was .hack, Key of the Twilight, which is the closing theme from the .hack sign anime. Um, I just really like the soundtrack from a, lo- well, a lot of the .hack work, actually. Um, so, yeah, any excuse to use it. And before that we had from Virus, Blue Oyster Bar. Um, Nicholas Aman was saying that there's some really nice kind of orchestra hits in that track. Uh, and I was mentioning that um, because up until like the mid-80s um, when synths and sampling became like, affordable to people and, you know, not liable to break down in the stiff breeze uh, you didn't hear many orchestra hits um, but they were they were popularised by the, uh, the Yes song Owner of a Lonely Heart Yeah That's an orchestra hit Um, I love that song I don't guess. Uh, Electro people are saying I got this pre-dot game from the same studio a while back. Uh, a copy of the game that's not scratched to hell and back. Silent Bomber. Oh, is that um CyberConnect? I can't actually see. Um. Because the uh, Dot Hack was uh, I think it's Cyberconnect Corporation. Um, who hilariously made themselves the villains in their own game. <laughs> Cause there's a company called CC Corp, who are basically CyberConnect. <laughs> so, why are you making yourselves the villains, you weirdos? Moving on. <laughs> yeah, it's a Cyberconnect game. Okay, good. Yeah, I've not played Silent Bob, but i have not there's a lot of um, a lot of uh, kind of games of that era, like the the I, like, I, ha- I haven't really played uh, before they added the two in their name. I don't know why they added the two. I can only assume that there was another company that was called CyberConnect and they had to differentiate them. Right, moving on. So uh, Virus has combinations of point-and-click adventure, where you can talk to people, interact with the environment, as well as collecting and using items. You also have to navigate areas uh, in a similar way to some of the early first-person dungeon crawlers like Phantasy Star or Shin Megami Tensei. You'll also have parts where combat is involved and these parts are done in a similar turn-based fashion to the games that I've just mentioned. Actions during combat cost points and if you run out of action points or you're low enough that you can't perform an action you need to wait until they slowly regenerate. Your main attacks are performed with a gun, and you can change your gun and ammunition during combat, at the cost of action points, or outside of combat, for free. Should you manage to run out of ammo, then you're not completely unarmed, though, as you will then revert to a basic knife attack. Which probably does, like, bogger all damage. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the knives come in, like, two flavours in video games. They're either, like, stupidly overpowered, and, and you just, like, murder a dude with them. Or they basically do scratch damage and nothing else. Uh, D- uh, that one's saying, I mean, the villains in Partizio's arc of Octopath Traveler 2 do sound an awful lot like Square Enix. <laughs> um... Um... Uh, <yeah. laughs> In the near automata raids in uh, Final Fantasy XIV, there's a bit where you, there are buildings being thrown towards you, like massive skyscrapers, and one of them is the Square Enix headquarters. <laughs> the Square Enix building is trying to kill you! Nicholas Master, what we're saying is we need some mediocre knives. Yes! Knives that are threatening but not completely deadly, but not, also not completely useless. Mediocre Knives. Medium Knives. (laughs) What was I talking about? Oh dear. Virus came out on three discs, which will contain some hidden extras if viewed on a PC. And, more interestingly, this game was actually compatible with the Sega Saturn Shuttle Mouse. Which is a peripheral that I didn't actually know existed until I started doing research for this episode. Uh, it was actually like there's actually like a lot of games that are compatible with it uh, the the discworld game is is compatible with it and i was like i didn't know this thing existed obviously i knew there was a dreamcast mouse and i, I, I i've covered the uh the mega drive mouse i didn't know there was one for the saturn it makes sense that it exists but i uh, So that's a topic I'll probably cover for a future Hidden Palace episode. If you want, I mean, let me know if you're interested in in games that use the uh, the, the Sega Saturn Shuttle Mouse, especially the more obscure ones, because this is what I'm here for. Uh, Nicholas was saying Virtual Cop is compatible, right? I remember reading about it in Sega Saturn magazine briefly. Um, yeah, I believe so. I think Virtual Cop is one. I think Discworld's another. There there was a a list of them, but I can't remember what they all were Right, let's have some more music then, shall we? Uh, Next up is another track from Virus, and this one is just called Battles And then our first request for this evening, we have from Binary Domain Howitzer, requested by Nicholas Hamann So, enjoy that, and I'll be back after this music break to talk about the next game
0: Afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. This is Nicolas Aman, the demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist, and you're listening to.
1: binary domain. Howitzer, requested by Nicholas Haman. And before that we had Virus Battles. Yeah, there was some really nice um, kind of slap bass um, slap bass rather uh, synth in that, uh, in that virus track. Very nice. Uh, and yeah, thanks to Nicholas Haman for helping me with the music um, for this one. Uh, we, I think we've decided I'm just going to send him my scripts in advance from now on. My draft scripts so he can try and find some of the weird and obscure musical nonsense for the the games that I'm going to cover because I like to make life difficult for myself and cover the most obscure things so next up we have Carrier and this is a survival horror game for the Dreamcast isn't there quite a lot of survival horror games on the Dreamcast I know there were a load on the PlayStation but there, there seem to be quite a few on the Dreamcast maybe that's just me well, this game was released in Japan and the US in 2000, and the rest of the world in 2001. The game is set in the 21st century, you would hope so, and there is a fight between the Northern and Southern Hemisphere powers. All right, so the near future then. The Northern forces developed the supercarrier known as the Heimdall to act as a mobile wall to defend the North from the terrorist actions of the South, and have recently been sent to attack a base in the Southern uh, of the Southern Cross terrorists. However, on their journey back, uh, communication with the Heimdall is cut off two days into their trip. Uh, this has led to a special investigations unit called SPARC, uh, S-P-A-R-C, to be sent to the ship to see what happened. Unfortunately, they also lose contact with this group, uh, and, and contact, um, <coughs> sorry. Unfortunately, uh, similar silence befell this unit, and contact was lost with this group as, as soon after they arrived on the ship. Your character is Sergeant Jack Ingalls, a member of the 2nd Spark Squad sent to investigate the Heimdall and the status of the 1st Spark Squad. Joining Jack is his lieutenant, Jessifer Manning, and their helicopter pilot, Leonard. Who apparently doesn't get a last name, he's just Leonard. As the helicopter gets close to the ship, they are fired upon by the ship's guns, causing the chopper to crash into the ship's main deck. When Jack comes to, he finds Jessica missing and Leonard badly injured, leaving Leonard to locate some medical supplies. Uh, And me to loop my bed. We're soon introduced uh, to our first enemy of the game. It seems at some point during the Heindl's trip back, they were instructed to pick up some organism for analysis, located on an isolated island in the South Pacific. That organism somehow infected the crew, turning them into a strange zombie-like monsters whose faces open out into disgusting, disgusting fleshy-looking petals, quite similar to the ivy monsters seen in Resident Evil. Speaking of Resident Evil, uh, the gameplay is pretty similar as you have tank controls when it comes to movement and the inventory system is pretty similar as well. As you investigate the ship, you will come across a device called the BEM-T3 Scanner, and this allows you to check on whether any surviving crew members you find are infected or not. This also kind of brings to mind The Thing, the, the, the John Carpenter film. It, it feels similar, you know, you have to check whether or not the people you come across are infected with The Thing. Um, there was a video game for The Thing but it was not very good if I remember correctly. so the scanner can also be used to see through certain objects in a kind of x-ray vision style and also includes a zoom function so you can check on things that are upcoming to make sure that you're not going to get ambushed in order to attack you need to hold down the right trigger well these are the default controls Uh, you need to hold down the right trigger and press the a button movement can be done either with the analog stick or the d-pad and as a nice addition if you access the options Options menu at the very beginning of the game, you can change your key bindings for your controller in order to better suit you. Uh, because for some people, holding down a trigger is difficult. Um, I mean, even for me. Uh, I mean, also, as much as I love my Dreamcast, um, that controller is quite large and not really very suitable for my tiny, tiny hands. Electric Boogaloo's got the right idea. Is uh, put a, um, a gif up from the thing. Yeah, they, it feels like a, a kind of Resident Evil-like. Basically, this is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, so, um, and 20, uh, twenty says the uh, the Japanese cover is uh, the one that Electric Boogaloo's put up, which is actually quite a nice-looking cover. I bet the uh, the American and European ones are a lot more boring because that seems to be how it works. <laughs> Also, let's have some music from Carrier, then, shall we? Um, somebody on on I think it was on Twitter asked uh, if the music was any good, and then it's all right, but it's it doesn't seem to kind of take advantage of the music capabilities of the Dreamcast. I, I feel that they could have done better, which is why I've only got one track from the game on the on the playlist today. So we've got from Carrier the Level Four Passage. And then, from Resident Evil Code Veronica, we have Rasen, the Arctic-based theme number 4. Because of the Thing connection. You see see what I did there? You see what I did there? So um, enjoy that, and I'll be back after this music break to talk about our final game for this evening. I'm Reson SD, host of and Live. And when it comes to boosting your Sega education, there's no better place than The Hidden Palace on Radio Sega. was Resident Evil Cro- Code Veronica Rassen, or the Arctic-based theme at number 4. And then from before that we had from Carrier, Lair for Passage. Um, I should put more Resident Evil music in the tabletop RPG I'm running because there's some really lovely um, atmospheric, spooky music in there, and I might need some of that. Maybe. We'll see. Our last game for this evening is a little bit out of left field and then it's a little bit meta but stick with me, I will explain because I'm talking about a game called Atelier Marie and Ellie The Alchemists of Salberg 1 and 2 This game came out in 2001 for the Dreamcast and it's actually a compilation disc of the games Atelier Marie, The Alchemist of Salburg, which released in 1997 and Atelier El- Ellie, The Alchemist of Salberg 2 which released in 1998 These were both originally for the PlayStation, although the first game did get an enhanced port over to the Sega Saturn at the end of 1997. These games are part of the EXPANSIVE Atelier series, which I've never played. I keep being tempted to, but it's like, where do I start? (laughs) Um, These games mostly focus around alchemy so each game will have you roaming the world, collecting items to use your alchemy on in order to create new objects, including cooking ingredients, recovery items, tools, weapons, armor and accessories. Any fighting is done in a traditional JRPG turn-based combat style. One of its key features, at least in most of the early games, is an enforced time limit, as the first game has you needing to complete alchemical work of outstanding craftsmanship within 5 years of in-game time. Oh, Boogaloo's already caught on to why it's actually here. So, the theme of this uh, episode is uh, viruses and infections, but you may be wondering what exactly this game has got to do with that topic. Well, those of you who have had Dreamcast games may at one point have popped them into the PC in order to access some hidden extras, such as artwork, soundtracks, wallpapers, or in this case, a screensaver. The initial run of Italian Maria and Nellie The Alchemists of Salzburg 1 and 2 contained a screensaver that was unfortunately infected with the Chris virus. This sneaky little malware would embed itself into your computer's operating system and then on the 25th of December, and it didn't matter what year, it would trigger and wipe any drives it could find. All of them. Thankfully this is less of an issue unless you like running older operating systems as it would only infect those running Windows ninety-eight, uh, 95 or 98, Windows NT or Windows 2000. Those on Windows 95 or 98 had another thing to worry about though because in addition to writing, wiping your drives it would also infect your BIOS meaning it would effectively kill your machine forcing you to actually do a full BIOS wipe um, by taking the battery out um, reinstall the BIOS and reinstall your operating system in order to get your computer working again which, I mean, even now that's a bit of a nightmare, back then it would be an enormous nightmare and as Grateful rightly says, Merry Christmas, I hope you didn't plan on enjoying the new PC you just got wow Uh, in case you're wondering how this actually got into the disc in the first place, um The way it usually seems to happen is that the developer actually has the virus on the computer that they're working on, um, and it then gets embedded into the the data when it gets sent to be pressed into the disks for Dreamcast. So yeah, that's terrible. And Electric Boogaloo's posted a, a link to a Dreamcast Junkyard uh, article about Atelier, the Dreamcast game that could, could destroy your PC on Christmas. Merry Christmas. So let's have some more music, shall we? Uh, this is from Atelier Merry and Ellie, the Alchemist of Salberg. This is called Ancient Footsteps. And after that, we have from Enemy Zero, Confusion, requested by Electric Boogaloo. Enjoy. We are back and that was Enemy Zero Confusion, requested by Electric Boogaloo. Uh, not exactly about viruses but uh, there are enemies that you can't see which is more or less the same thing. And before that we had from Atelier Murray and Ellie, the Alchemist of Salberg, Ancient Footsteps. Yeah, the, the Atelier Murray and Ellie soundtrack isn't actually that good. Um, I mean, it's a couple of not really nice tracks in it, but overall, it's a bit mediocre. I think it suffers from it having uh, been it started on the PlayStation because the original PlayStation's musical output was it struggled a bit. I mean, unless you were an outright genius like Nobuo Uematsu, you would you were going to struggle. <sighs> anyway. Uh, Nicholas Mann saying, I didn't know Enemy Zero and the Mother Arrangement album had Michael Nyman in common. I is saying, there's a famous story where Kenji Ino met Nyman in a hotel room and spent six hours convincing him to score Enemy Zero. This <laughs> that's exactly the sort of thing Kenji Ino would do. Madman. Right, moving into the chiptune corner then. As most of you probably know by now, because I will not shut up about it, I am a Final Fantasy XIV player. And I recently found that there is a trend in the community for um, artists, musically inclined people to uh, remix some of the music from that game into uh, the 8 and 16 bit styles of the older Final Fantasy titles. And one of the artists who is working on this sort of thing is NathSF uh, who can be found on YouTube and I am going to paste his channel into... Oops. Um. And I will post this channel into that. Uh, <laughs> is there a free tower for forty? <laughs> That's a meme in case you weren't sure. Uh, PS One, uh, like you say, said, PS One had a couple of different ways to get music in there: Redbook audio, XA audio, um, and sequence MIDI. Um, I, f- I f- think this one is MIDI. Um, and it's, it's alright, but it's not great. Silence, grateful. So, um, NathSF is a veteran of the tech industry and created his channel in 2019 in order to have an outlet for his passion for music. He's created quite a few uh, Final Fantasy XIV remixes uh, in a, um, kind of 8-bit or 16-bit style. Uh, but this is one of my favourite ones. Um, this is a uh, this is based on the music from the final boss of Endwalker, which is the most recent expansion for Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I think this one sounds great. Uh, have a listen. Let me know what you think. And I'll be back after this to close out the show. Nath SF with Hearts Aligned. And I really encourage you, uh, if you like um 8 and 16 bit Final Fantasy Music to check out his channel. Uh, there's some really, really nice remixes in there. Uh, and if you want to play Final Fantasy 14 with me, I am Alendra Blazing Skies on the Chaos Dance Center Omega Server. If you see me, give me a poke. So, thank you everybody for tuning in today. Um, I'm going to be taking a hiatus uh, after this um, until the end of August, uh, covering most of August. Because I am being a terrible person and actually enjoying the summer, what's left of it, uh, with some friends uh, and family for most of the weekends in August. Um, however, you can still send me topics for me to cover. You can reach me through Discord, I am Skyblaze42, or on the Radio Sega server. Um, You can contact me through Mastodon, where I am blazingskies at tech.lgbt Or you can reach me through Tumblr, where I am sky-blaze and put an ask in my ask box Or you can reach me through the official uh, Radio Sega Twitter, Facebook, Discord, whatever Feel free to find me, suggest things. I'm always happy to take ideas on board. Uh, I think SNS should be up next. Uh, I'm not entirely certain. I think uh, SNS should be up there. (laughs) Griff was saying, "How dare your social life?" I know, right? Um, Yeah, I'm I'm visiting my parents next week, uh, so that should be nice. And then um, going to a friend's birthday party, having a friend over. And then I have a chip gig on the twenty fifth, twenty 26? sixth, twenty sixth of August. Um, I've got a I'm DJing for a gig uh, at Meltdown in Sheffield as part of the Steel City Chip Tune. Uh, if you want details, uh, message me. Um, or if you happen to be in Sheffield, stop by Meltdown. It's right in the city centre. It's pretty easy to find. Uh, Rexy is on break, but tomorrow there is still the LMC block to look forward to. But as always, check the full schedule on RadioSega.net. I've been Skyblaze. This has been the Hidden Palace here on RadioSega. I've got one last track to go out on. And since I started playing through The Witcher 3 as part of my gaming backlog, I finally got round to it. Um, I found a really nice remix of a uh, of Witcher Three track, and it's called "Steel for Humans." Um, so have a listen to that, and um, take care, everybody, and good night.